0: Hello, and welcome to the Teaching in Tech podcast, brought to you by SUNY Empire State College. Each month, one of the college's educational technologists interviews a faculty mentor and discusses with them any aspect of educational technology. We'll dive into why it's cool and the way the faculty mentor uses it and how you could too. This month is part one of our two-part interview by EdTech, Lindsey Byrd, with faculty mentors, Jenny Minson and Duncan Ryan Mann about their use of virtual study groups and some of the lessons learned.
1: Good morning. Uh, I'm a faculty member, uh, usually based in Latham, but now uh, actually based in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Um, I'm a uh, economist by training. I'm in the business school and uh, I've taught um, in an online uh, format since uh, I think about 97, 98, uh, I teach study groups uh, face-to-face prior to the last uh, six or eight months. Uh, I have taught a lot of residency-based courses um, and uh, really like the mix of uh, different, different modes that the college offers, uh, both for students and for faculty, I think it's a, it's a plus. Um, I'm certainly not an expert in uh, virtual study groups. In fact, <laughs> um last spring was the first that I did what I would call a virtual study group, which was mm-hmm. uh, a face to I converted a face-to-face study group that I had uh, that was running in Latham to a Skype-based uh, study group. Um, and we met um, for uh, four or five times face to-face in Latham. Uh, In January and February, and then went to Skype in uh, March, April uh, for the rest of the term. And uh, in my, I mean, one thing that I found was that students uh, needed to meet more often and for shorter periods of time uh, in the virtual setting compared to uh, the the face to face setting. I mean, we worked fine going for two hours sitting around tables in, in Latham. But um, in looking at staring at a screen, um, I think uh, people tended to lose their attention after about an hour. So we we sort of mutually agreed that would go from meeting for two hours every other week to meeting for about an hour, to an hour and fifteen minutes every week for the last uh, five or six weeks of the course, and that worked out pretty good. Um, but I I think that was an improvement. So the shorter uh, Time, more frequent contact with students, I think, was a was a real plus there. Um, this Saturday, I'll be doing the first uh, teams-based meeting like this in the Saratoga uh, residency uh, uh, sessions. Uh, this is we have one in uh, first week in October, first week in November, first week in December. Uh, I'll have students for about two and a half hours. I'm going to try to use that whole time because uh, this is a I'm teaching a basic micro macroeconomics course. and students typically have a lot of concerns, a lot of issues. Uh, it's a tough course for a lot of Empire State College students because it includes both math, graphs, and uh, sometimes uh, theory that seems a little bit weird uh, <laughs> in terms of uh, uh economists what economists think of as rational behavior and whether or not it is really uh, all that rational or not so anyway um i do hope to take advantage of the full uh two plus hours on saturday morning but i'm planning on breaking it up a bit uh having at least at this point i'm planning on about one 15 20 minute break in the middle of in the middle of it um, and um, I'm hoping to i am definitely hoping to use the white—or I'm planning on using the whiteboard uh, just with um, to illustrate supply-demand graphs. I don't think there's much alternative. Uh, there are some videos out there, but I'd like to personally to be able to play around with them myself. Uh, if I have questions, or if students have questions about a particular problem or or um, you know something going on um i'd like to be able to illustrate that using the whiteboard and uh, and see how that works um i i i played around with it a little bit just um clicking into the to the team's meeting uh, i think it was actually just yesterday and it seemed to work fine uh, we'll see how it works with um, 14 or 15 of us uh, connected um, and uh, coming in people are coming i know i have one guy who's Will be beaming in from, I think it's Af- uh, either Iraq or Afghanistan. Um, so we'll see how that, how his connection works and how other folks' connections work. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, I certainly will be a learning experience as we go through the term. Have three Saturday mornings, as I said, in September, uh, October, November, December. So uh, hopefully that'll be, I typically have used the face to face meetings. Not so much as a time to um, get information, sort of course content across to students. I mean, somewhat, yes. I, I definitely do try to do that to some degree with some real basic material on supply and demand. But I also really use it as a place to get students energized, to get students interested, motivated, uh, uh, enticed into the into the issues that we'll be talking about, in, into the uh, get them excited about the material that they're that they're engaged in uh, this term, and I I, uh, I hope I'll be able to do that virtually as well as as uh, I've done face to face. So so we'll see. That's uh, I don't want to take too much time, but that's that's my my two cents there for virtual study groups.
2: No, thank you for sharing. That's really kind of interesting how you're already kind of planning out how you're going to be chunking out kind of the day and breaking up everything so that way the students kind of have something to change their attention at each time and point. Um, now, did you like provide the students with anything to like come prepared for or to bring with them for like the first day?
1: Yeah, actually I do. I, I have, um, <laughs> we um, will take, a we'll spend a little bit of time looking at um, uh, believe it or not, statistical tables at the and or that are in the appendix to the economic report of the president. Um, one of my favorite uh, favorite sources of information data uh, is the the appendices, the statistical uh, tables in the appendix to the economic report of the president. So so they'll the students will have the link to that. It's on the it's in the, in the Moodle shell that I use. Uh, I've told them in an announcement that we'll be spending some time on that material. Um, so they should have either the, a paper copy handy. They can print out the uh, the 50 or so pages if they want, or they can just scroll through it um, as a as a separate uh, window on their computer. It's uh, it's available uh, as a as a document uh, through the web easily. Um, so so yeah, I'm, I'm going to spend some time on that. Um, I I I like the idea. Actually, just what are your suggestions? um that I will ab- absolutely um include in a in in more um, a little bit more detailed announcement that I send to students I did send them an announcement already yesterday but I'll probably send them another one uh Wednesday or Thursday with a more detailed agenda I think that's a great I think that's a good idea um, and I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to do that um, to to not map not map out every 10 or 15 minutes, but give them a broad a broader. You know, I'll have, I'll have four or five topics that or four or five areas that we'll be mm-hmm. spending time on uh, during the the two and a half hours that we have together.
2: Yeah, at least in classes that I've taken in the past, it can be helpful to kind of figure out what's maybe the thing that I want to refresh or brush up my memory on, like that day or two before that class session. Of where do I need to maybe target my memory of what am I remembering or not remembering from that material? So that's kind of where my suggestion comes from
1: on yep. that. Yeah. No, I, I I do like that. I think it'll help keep me on track and it'll help keep <laughs> keep uh, students aware of what we're what we're up to.
2: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming in, and kind of talking with us today.
1: Very happy, um, happy to.
2: Yes. I'm gonna now ask if Jenny can turn on
3: hi, hello, <laughs>
2: hello, So uh, Jenny, can you kind of tell us a little bit about what's your virtual study group experience been like so far sure. this term
3: or last term? Um, actually, it was really great listening to Duncan because you gave me a couple of ideas on some <laughs> things, probably for for next term that I might start to incorporate, so that was helpful. Um, so I'm a full-time faculty in human services. And um, you know, it's funny. I, as Nirana and Lindsay can attest to, I'm I'm always go hung for trying anything new out. Um, I do ICL, I teach online, independent study, study groups. I've done study groups in Metro on Long Island. You name it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really terrified of doing a virtual study group, <laughs> so I'm not sure why. I think the idea of like being on camera or something just made me very um bashful and nervous which is just i I mean really kind of unheard of considering how extroverted i am but i was super nervous about it and in fact um i really kind of put it off um but lindsay actually met with me before the semester started and i knew on long island we're really especially with the selden location we're really trying to be very consistent with the study groups and it it's I've just found over the years that for students, you know, a study group, an online course and the independent study residency, when you kind of, when students have the option of combining different modalities, it just makes their experience with us a lot richer. Um, so I, I knew it was very important. I just kind of had to get over, um, you know, my fears. And, and the thing I realized right off the bat is the students are really great. They're incredibly forgiving. Um, I made the first week between Moodle and posting and online discussion and, <laughs> and the virtual study group, I made some mistakes and put the videos in the wrong place. They don't care. Um, they will point it out or they just go with the flow. So that's definitely put me at ease. They're learning how to do it too. It's, it's a new environment for them. And so just kind of relaxing into it um, definitely makes it a lot easier. Um, what I do for this term is I have my classes at night, um, and I, I do blended. So for now I am doing the two hour, although I'm going to think about, you know, Duncan and Lindsay's suggestion, um, moving forward. What I, what I tend to do is we do it blended. So we do the two hours every other, but on the, on the off week, when they're doing their online discussion on Moodle. I hold virtual office hours for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. So far, that's actually been pretty nice. Last week, I had um, a few students come in and talk to me about a few things that they're really nervous about or they're not understanding a piece of an assignment. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, it's I found it a little bit more challenging to, to manage that, just like the kind of People waiting in the room and then waiting to come in. Um, I'm I I need a little bit probably more guidance with that piece, but generally it went fine and the students it was good for them to get some one-on-one time with me. Um, one of the things that I realized pretty quickly, <laughs> definitely to your point, Lindsay, about the PowerPoint. Um, when I do virtual, I you know I pack. I mean, I have mm-hmm. so many like, you know, clinical theories to talk about. And, you know, we and all these like videos to show and all this like stuff. And it, in a classroom, you can sort of it's just a different energy and way that you move the students through things online. It just it just doesn't seem to work that way. And so my first class, I had, like, 25 slides, <laughs> we, like, we got through half of them. So the next time, I got it down to 13 slides, which I know it's not five, but it's, it was actually much better. And what I did do was um, incorporate a case study where I allowed the students to be the counselors, and I was the client. And so they had to work together to think about, you know, I gave them the scenario, and they really had to think about how are they going to apply various assessment tools that are culturally appropriate, et cetera. And and then they used me. So it's actually kind of cool because it, it, usually those situations I break them up into teams, but this time I included myself in it because of the way the the video format is. And it was very cool. It felt very connected to the class. It allowed it to be a lot more dynamic and fluid. Um, They responded really well. I mean, it was a great 20-minute exercise. So um, I'm going to really try to incorporate that a lot more and and think about the video time that I have as a real opportunity for us to be interacting during a time when we're not really seeing each other Um, and that kind of focusing on the importance of that. Um, I don't know. The only other, I guess a couple of things, um, sending stuff out ahead of time definitely helps. I send all the power. I post the PowerPoints the day before my class and that has the agenda on it. And this way students know everything. I did the double system when Lindsay discussed, um, having an invite so that it's in everybody's calendar. So I have that and I have it on Moodle. So this way it's guaranteed they'll be able to find it. So it's in their calendar and it's on Moodle. Um, and I think the the only two things I would say is, is it, you know, for me, I have the one sort of issue of um, when I'm teaching at night, my kids are around and it, it's, a you know, it's embarking <laughs> dogs and stuff. And again, those were things I would get very nervous about. But I've learned to actually just kind of relax. it I'm really not the only one. And everybody is trying to figure all this out. And it's fine. You know, it's fine. Um, so I've had to kind of let go of you know, I'm the teacher now and we're in the classroom mm-hmm. and I don't have kids. So, um, the only other issue I've come across is I do have one student who has a lot of computer issues and um, just uh, financially struggles tremendously, especially in COVID and losing mm-hmm. her job. So, that's been one um, particular issue. And I'm working with student services right now to, to figure out how to move forward. And um, much, sh- she meant well by wanting to take the virtual study group, but I'm, you know, I think. I think I have to really rethink a lot of that. And so that's just an aside that I'm kind of throwing out there as a as a mentor and an instructor. Um, it, our students are struggling. Uh, they were struggling before. They're struggling now. And so just thinking about that and, and how this is one mode of access for sure, but that there are still these kind of, you know, smaller number that could possibly fall through the cracks. So I don't know. Did that c- cover everything? Oh, oh, more than. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. No, thank you for sharing. That's kind of really kind of valuable to hear about kind of what you've kind of realized through this experience, because there is kind of that a moment of figuring out kind of what your expectations are of how you're going to present and all of the things happening in your life. I'm sure you probably heard my dog was barking <laughs> early on, and I was kind of like, just keep going, just keep going. And there is that kind of letting go of, things are gonna happen, mm-hmm. noises will occur, where if maybe we're doing a more formal recording, it would be like, okay, let's redo this, but you can't really do that in that live environment. Yeah. Um, so I think that it can be valuable to hear that, oh, it's just not me, or I'm not the only one who's figuring out how to work between the camera and interacting and keeping that kind of professional persona. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like for the most part your students are kind of adapting to this virtual space? I know you have one student who's kind of struggling because of hardware issues, but do you feel like your students are kind of figuring out how to use this digital space?
3: So far they have had no problem getting on. They're you know, as much as I'm nervous, they're nervous too. And they want to show up. And the last thing they want is to try to log on to the class and not get in or not or something's not working. So and that's why just sort of for me, letting things go being flexible, Mm -hmm. it's okay, folks, like really, we're all learning together, creates a much better environment. Um, I think for the most part, they are adapting to it. I think everybody is feeling a little bit unsteady with it. But so far, my students are on board with it. Everybody is trying and and trying out, you know, some of my students are even, like, leaving me messages on my soft. like, they're so far advanced, and I don't even know how to access certain <laughs> things, like, I'm like, okay. Um, the voicemail can be a little bit to get used to. It's, <laughs> like, really wild, so it's great, you know, because it also pushes me to think about different ways, and there are other things that I want to learn how to do, but i'm just sort of taking my time with it but um i for the most part that's been a very positive experience i don't know duncan if that if the students had been responding the way mine have
2: yeah i see duncan you raised your hand if you want to turn on your mic
1: yeah i i I would say that last spring when i converted the face-to-face study group to skype um, students were really um i think happy to do that i mean this was at the the peak of the the yeah. lockdown and really we spent probably um, 10 or 15 minutes out of each session at the beginning, just doing check-ins to see how people were doing. Um, I had one woman who was in the, um, I think the Air Force Reserve, who actually got called up the last couple of weeks of the term and she kept us um, in touch with what she was doing. She was literally assembling COVID-19 test kits in Albany. Um, they were assembling like 10,000, 20,000 test kits a day in Albany um, that uh, were being used you know, right, right then and there. Um, but it was really neat to check in with folks. And I think it was really important to have that little back and forth um, check-in with students. Uh, I mean, maybe that was maybe a little bit different time than now but i absolutely do intend to to spend some time uh you know maybe not a huge amount of time but spend some time checking in with students i think it is important also to like jenny was mentioning to get feedback from students periodically about how they're doing what they're uh what they what problems they're facing um you know, whether it's technology, whether it's material, what they what they think that we as, as the college, as the instructor, as other students can do for them to help them learn, to help them get through the course. Um, so I think, that, I think getting student feedback um, as you go through these sessions is going to be really important, is going to be really valuable, uh, both to the students and to me as an instructor and to the, the whole process.
2: Yeah, you bring up some excellent points about just kind of how the student experience has changed, um, especially when COVID first hit and kind of the work style and work habits of our students were changing because everyone's kind of norm was changing and kind of figuring out what are the ways of having those check-ins or having those moments of kind of those touches to, oh, this is what's going on outside of the academic bubble. Um, So I really kind of appreciate that you have both touched on that in different ways. Um, I do know that we have a few other um, attendees on our call today, and I do want to make sure that we have time. um, Does anybody who's on our call have any questions, whether it's for me or our guest speakers today? Um, If you want to turn on your microphone or turn on your video, um, please do so. Uh, If you are uncertain of... Who should go first or what to say um, we do have the hand raising icon uh, at the top of the meeting toolbar that you can kind of signal of being prompted or called upon but we kind of have a small group today so if anyone has anything they want to ask us a question or add as a comment about their vsg experience please i encourage you to kind of join our conversation yes duncan
1: Sorry, I, I did have one other question. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I, I may have missed earlier workshops, but but um, is there a quick tutorial on how to use Polly?
2: Yes. So Polly is actually getting a special uh, tutorial session uh, that we're going to be doing next Tuesday on October 6th, uh, where I'm going to be doing a webinar on assessment methods and kind of doing a more in-depth run through of everything poly of how to start from download to the end game of getting your results and seeing how that works. Uh, if you need uh, information for your residency for like immediately, I would highly recommend maybe booking a session with one of our ed techs uh, this week, whether it is me or one of my colleagues, because we can certainly kind of make sure that you're set up and know how the it runs. And I hope that at least answers your question. And I'm going to Hopefully ask one of my colleagues to put our bookings page in the chat box and or I will in a moment. Um, and Jenny, I see you have your hand raised.
3: Yeah, I guess I just and you you actually mentioned it, Lindsay, as well, that, you know, the, the ed techs are here to help us and having time on their calendar. You know, they will just spend some time with you going through any you know particular issues that you have um, or struggles that you're having. Um, and really walk you through it. So I, I, I highly recommend that um, they're they're really fantastic. Um, and one other thing is to just kind of in the same vein that Duncan was saying about how we check in with our students. We should check in with each other as well. Um, I have a couple of colleagues in human services who I will text and say, you know, I'm exhausted. I've been in front of the computer all day. I have this, I have that. Or, you know, Enzo came in in the middle of a student reading. It was horrible. I feel, you know, because we're human and we're all struggling through this as well. And we're being affected by everything that's going on too. And on top of that, we're trying to hold our students, right? And kind of keep everything going forward. And it's a tremendous amount of pressure on us. And so Mm -hmm. I think having uh, your own, you know, faculty and staff support is really, really critical for me. It's It's been a game changer and makes me feel incredibly grat- you know grateful um, because I can, there are people I can talk to that are saying, yeah, you know, my computer went out too, or that's happened to me or what, you know, or here, this is the right person to go to who can help you. Or sure, if you need to vent for five minutes, just go ahead and vent, Jenny. It's okay. <laughs> you know, like we have to take care of ourselves too, because we're holding a lot. So I just, I just wanted to put a plug in um, for that.
2: Oh, absolutely. We have to have conversations, not only just with the students, but with each other. I mean, I kind of have thrown some folks off when they come in for like a bookings appointment. And my first question is not, so what do you want to learn today? It's, how are you today? And they get a little kind of like, oh, how am I today?
3: Yes, I can attest to that. When we spend the first 10 minutes talking about like other things, and then we go right into what it is. So yes, and it's important. It makes you feel connected, makes you feel like a human. Right. <laughs> which is key because yeah, that's what we are Yay. yes we are
2: humans in this digital space on teams where you think of like the ad where they're like we're all on teams now and it's like no we're we, yes we're, we're we're in teams but we're also out of teams
3: right that's right
2: and seeing all of those shades um so yeah that's wonderful <laughs> and i'm grateful for you to bring that
0: up you have been listening to the teaching and tech podcast thank you to our guests jenny minson and duncan ryan mann for speaking with us today if you enjoyed this episode join us again next time and recommend us to your friends and colleagues to learn more about educational technology at suny empire state college visit the link in the description www.esc.edu edtech